0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back
1: to Why This Film, the podcast where we pick a childhood movie from your past, rewatch it, and then get together and have a chat about it. I'm your host Emily Slade and welcome back. You watched it so many times before And now you're gonna watch it again But it's been so many years since you last saw it And now you show it to your friends And they're like, what? Th- what am I watching? Why? this what? Why? Why this film? And I'm joined today by Anya. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so Anya is here and she has chosen the Swan Princess from 1994 the IMD breakdown says a power-hungry sorcerer transforms a princess into a swan by day in this tale of everlasting love so what is
0: your relationship with this movie so basically it was probably one of the films I've watched a lot as a child um, we always had a lot of like the, these video cassettes, like the really big ones, mm-hmm. um, behind the TV. And whenever we wanted to see a film, my mom would just take them out, and like we would choose which one we wanted oh. to see. And I also remember, I think we sort of chose the film because we used to have like it was like a little magazine where you could order books and films, so and cool. we just always looked at what looked really interesting. Mm. And I loved as uh, like one of my fondest memories as a child, like I loved looking through these magazines with my mom. And that's, yeah, how we chose to found these films and watched them. But I haven't seen it for, like, a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. And, of
1: course, you would have been
0: watching it in German. Yes, exactly. because um, (laughs) I've only started watching, I think, TV and films in in English when I was about 15 or 16. So, yes, I would have seen all the animated children films in German, yes. In German.
1: So, I... Specifically, remember when I first watched this movie. My parents had just bought it on VHS because it would have been going cheap in like ASDA, and like you know, it had a princess on it, so probably like it. <laughs> and I was like, I remember because I was like talking, 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 and then the title credits the like the t- opening title sequence, has the like transformation like bit where where she whenever she transforms from swan mm-hmm. into a person, it has that like big whoosh of like purple water, and it's got this like lovely soundtrack. That swells and it does that for the for the credits for, for the title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember like talking and talking and talking and my dad being like, Shush, something's happening. And then I was just felt <laughs> completely silent to watch these like credits appear. Um, and I was hooked from day one. And it's actually one of the movies from my childhood that I have consistently sort of watched. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister will watch it together a lot whenever we're home at Christmas, we'll quote it a lot. Because it was one of the movies as well that I found that as I got older and I went back and watched it, there is still so much in there for adults. Like, it is so clever with the way it's written. Um, I don't know
0: if you found that at all. So it's just really interesting because I remember as a child, I was super scared of the bad guy. Oh my god! (laughs) And now I didn't find him scary at all. It was like, yeah, he was obviously... The bad guy, but as a child, I was genuinely terrified, especially yeah. when he turned into like this Pink monster. Hey,
1: the monster! So I was watching this movie on the tube here, and the mon when he turns into the monster at the end, and you see it properly. I have a genuine fear for anything that sort of looks like that. It's like <laughs> like we watch Creep Show every Halloween, and there's a segment where there's like a sort of it's basically like a monkey under the basement that like kills people, but it freaks the fuck out of me and I can only assume it's because it vaguely looks like this creature from the Swan Princess that's so scary hey, it is really
0: scary it must be super scary for a child honestly
1: like, I can't I mean I was scared of everything as a child so I can't remember how I must have reacted I must have watched it I guess I just didn't that's what I would have would done I would have like hidden behind a pillow for those bits so like <laughs> I
0: don't remember them as well because I never actually watched them because they were too scary um yeah, I mean, what I found felt really surprising was how much I still remembered from the films, even yeah. though it probably must have been, yes, more than 10, even maybe even 15 years since wow. I've watched it the last time. And yeah, like, what, stuck, what's, what's, what stays in your head, which is basically a lot of music, just mm-hmm. the melodies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, some very specific images obviously this sort of transformation into the swan that's something that just stays with you in some ways and yeah like also how much i remembered of the stories and the characters like oh of course that one it's just yeah i was working that as well like i'd
1: when i was a kid i was obviously all about like i loved the the princess and i loved Derek and i loved like i thought bromley was funny But then I come back to it as an adult, and I'm like, Queen Roberta is the (laughs) fucking greatest.
0: She's hilarious. She's mental. I remember the lip thing. I was like, I "I (laughs) knew she was going to
1: do that. It's so well animated, and it's so well voiced. The voice cast is exceptional. You're right, the songs are gorgeous. Like, I still listen to them. Mm -hmm. The villain song, No More Mr. (laughs) Black Nice Guy, I'll play it at the end of this podcast, It's fucking great like it's so good it's it's very people often confuse this movie for a Disney movie which makes me want to throw them under a train but like it like, it does make I sense
0: <laughs> <I'm averaging. laughs>
1: it makes sense because it, it's following the very Disney formula mm-hmm. the writer Richard Rich who wrote the story for this also wrote a lot of the plot lines for Disney so it has that feel without a doubt and it's it's very funny. I don't know if you found it funny.
0: I definitely, there were some lines when I thought, um, I probably would not have understood that as a child. Yeah. There was something about taxes that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I think in one of the songs, I was like, oh, that's quite funny. Yeah. I wouldn't have understood that. Um, yeah, it was, it had a lot of humor in it. And also like, obviously what I was thinking about was like, is that something that I would show to my children, especially with mm. like, not wanting to show girls just, like, a sweet princess film, but it had actually some progressive it's, and feminist things yeah, in it. I, I did f- want to bring that up with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, obviously that didn't come <laughs> up with it's me. <laughs> um, so, yes, I really liked sort of the fact that she wanted, like, that Odette wanted De- wanted Derek to tell her what else he likes about her mm-hmm. than just her beauty. And I think that's quite important because, yeah, it's usually, like, they meet and she, the princess is always really beautiful, but there's obviously more to her. And yes, in that moment, is exactly the, th- the thing that he cannot say what he is feeling, yeah. which is um, probably a common problem among men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think this is literally the problem why she. or this, this causes the whole issue. Because yeah, because yeah. of that, she goes out and they get attacked and her father gets killed and all that yeah, stuff. Them, and and it's because of him, because he cannot express his feelings that's such a good point his lack of emotional maturity forces the plot to happen (laughs) (laughs) which is so um yeah it just shows another big problem which is um yeah well if i showed that to my son i would say yeah basically yeah you need to talk about your feelings and learn how how to express your feelings because it's important
1: that's so interesting because
0: i was going to bring that up because it's a really nice little bit at the beginning
1: where she's like, he's like, you're beautiful. And she's like, great, what else? And he's like, what else is there? And he yeah. just has a wonderful line where it's like, what else is there? You should <laughs> like, recommend. <a> seriously? Book. <laughs> How to offend women. Oh, life? that she was a fun. That black. was like, it's really so, fun good. Line. <laughs> so clever. But, um, but then, of course, they don't really meet again until everything's sort of gone to shit. And <laughs> then they're immediately like, oh, well, we are in love and we do love each mm-hmm. other. And then they immediately sort of get married and he vows everlasting love to her so did you find at any point he was able to express his feelings to her and make that sort of leap into what she was after
0: i think in the end he tried i think he mentioned her kindness and that's what i remember i think a few other things as well yes she's basically dying so that's what it takes (laughs) um no, obviously, that's, that's often the problem. How they, I mean, they've met as kids, but obviously, there was the whole thing of like, boys and girls don't like each other yeah. because that's just <laughs> what, <laughs> what it is, apparently. The yeah, and uh, they can be friends. But, um, yeah, I think one big issue that I have with it, which is probably like it affected me, especially as a sort of a young teenager when I started to have problems, was this sort of thing that you always put like romantic love as the highest form of love or, yeah. or friendship. And um, it's a really bad thing to teach children. I think
1: definitely. And like it's it's 1994. It's definitely still because I was really aware of that when I was rewatching it this time as well. It's very much stuck in that nineties sort of very unprogressive. Like mm-hmm. we're just going to tell this fairy tale, and it's going to be what it is. And the good point is that it does have. It's also the nineties were interesting because they were really trying to be feminist. Like they were really trying. <laughs> but they weren't quite succeeding. So, what you tend to get is all of these female characters who suffer from damsel in distress syndrome. And Odette is pretty steady throughout, she doesn't do it, but you get these characters a lot. Maid Marion from Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is a massive one where you first meet them and they're like kicking ass and they're wielding a sword and they're like, or they're like sassy and shouty and gobby and opinionated, but then by the end, they lose all of that mm-hmm. ability and they're they suddenly, need to be saved yeah and they need to be saved essentially um, so they really were trying to do that whereas Odette to her credit she is just a, she's very sort of Snow White where she's just, she's just a nice princess who is kind and sweet and brave mm-hmm. and like and she stays consistent throughout the movie but she does consistently need to be res- rescued she's very helpless yeah. in this sort of tale but that is the story
0: mm-hmm. in it is a way and it just made me believe I remember when I was yeah I was like maybe 15 or 60 when I just sort of expected when I struggled with things in life that someone else would save me like sort of like a prince yeah. but obviously not as as much as of a fairy tale but sort of in in that aspect mm-hmm. and obviously to sort of learn you need to do it by yourself yeah and I think that's something that is important to communicate it when you show it Definitely, kids and also yes that she couldn't have done anything with other friends mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's very true all of her friends are like um, male animals and Derek gets like a male bumbling mm-hmm. sidekick and then um, everyone has a little sidekick it's really funny isn't it <laughs> So Roberta's quite a good role model. She's like a single mom. That's cool. She's like running the kingdom. She <laughs> was a pageant girl, which is a joke that I like only got like this viewing. So later on in the movie, she throws this massive ball to try and get Derek married. Oh yeah. And she women. says like, I know some of you are bore pageants, but as a puff puff girl myself, I just couldn't resist. <laughs> and they do this wonderful song called Princesses on Parade, and it, it's essentially like the beginning of an American beauty pageant, which I wouldn't have gotten the reference of when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, no, you wouldn't.
1: Have. And like it I comes to Derek and he's surrounded by all these like mums that are like cheering on their daughters that are performing. Like I never got that until like <laughs> this time round. So that's very clever. But she Roberta is never... She's, like, sassy. She's, like... She's not, like, evil or mean. She just knows what she wants, and she wants the best for her son. So she's quite a good character. She doesn't end up dead, which William does. Yeah, that's true. So that's quite good. But she's got this bumbling sidekick um, who's literally useless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Derek has Bromley, who is... His friend, and who is useless, but like help save the day a little bit at the end. His voice, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, I've never seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah, so he's voiced by one of the actors in Brooklyn oh. Nine-Nine. One of the old guys, Hitchcock or Scully. I believe it's Hitchcock. I'll check for that. But yeah, I was shocked when I found that
0: out. I was like, oh, cool. Um, he had a stint as a voice actor. I Great. see. Yeah, some of the accents are really interesting because obviously we don't have it the same way. I remembered, I think in German, the frog was... So French as well. Okay. So but that was not John Cleese obviously. No, obviously not. <laughs> no. I think otherwise I don't remember but I would assume we, we usually have a not as big of a as accent. It was really funny. I thought like the older generation they all were sort of English. Yeah. And then oh, cool. like the young like the young ones feel more American. Which is quite interesting. Yeah. To see
1: that. Um that's hilarious. So just because they were
0: like <laughs> royal and older, they had
1: like more British sort of accents. It's yes. so funny because they're all American in this from what I recall. And then and then yeah, so basically in 1994, John Cleese was approached and they were like, You do you either do you want to play Zazu in The Lion King or <laughs> do you want to play Jean Bob in The Swan Princess? And he chose <laughs> Jean Bob from oh, Storm Princess. That's
0: hilarious.
1: Rather than Zazu in The Lion King, which I personally think is a great choice because it then means we get Rowan Atkinson crushing it in The Lion mm-hmm. King. And he does a really good job as Jean Bob in this movie. Like, yeah,
0: it's one of the funniest characters. It's definitely. really funny. Um so thank you, John Cleese, for making that <laughs> decision in 1994. <laughs> it's um, an interesting choice, especially because The Lion King is just so much more famous.
1: Yeah, exactly. So much more mainstream, so mm-hmm. much like so bit bigger. Uh, which is a shame, because this movie has a lot of good traits in it. It's genuinely so funny. Um, the songs are so good. And... It's, I don't know, I find it really heartwarming a lot of the
0: time. It's just charming. It's a really sweet film. Yeah. Yeah, especially like sort of the main motif, like, for the main song as well. It's just so beautiful.
1: Yeah. The the, the music the, that comes in, you're right, the main motif is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'll play that as
0: well. <laughs> you should, yeah. Oh. It's
1: so lovely. <laughs> and that's
0: also the one I definitely remembered. Mm. It's just the one that's songs in my head. I'm like, It's a okay. really good little mm. earworm, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's great. Uh, yeah, something else about the music I thought was interesting was obviously we it's not like translated word by word yeah so yeah, I was thinking that because they they choose melody over lyrics don't they so they yeah language. obviously like it has to it has to fit to the tune yeah and but still I mean I felt from what I remembered of the German lyrics that lots of it was was very similar in the meaning and oh, sometimes okay. you just have like to change it a bit so it just Goes with the flow. You want, you still want it to sound good. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And I think in that one song where they always sing about no fear, mm-hmm. it's I think it is half half courage or something. if you, tra- um, you translated the German one, which is it's just That's very similar. Yes, the same thing.
1: Yeah, I did always wonder that, like that that you'd have to compromise. Because I did listen to, I couldn't find the movie in German, but I did listen to some of the songs in German <laughs> just to see, and and yeah, like the same with the Disney's. They keep the melody, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, what have they done? Because I obviously have no idea what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But like, and I assume they can't directly translate no, it word for word. That would be impossible. Just so that's really interesting that they mm-hmm. have something very similar, but that still fits. So what would no fear? I guess. Is that not really a sort of
0: catchphrase in German? Well, it would just be much longer, I think that's the problem, uh. because English is sometimes, <laughs> it's like really short um, sort of catchphrases, and we, if you want to translate them, they, they would sometimes be quite long. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's really cool. And if you try yeah. to put like a lot of syllables in that, in that small little melody, I think yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, it would work. That's no. really funny. And it's quite an interesting thing to see. Yeah, but it does. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: really really fun.
0: Um, <laughs> I love
1: the outfits in this movie. Like her, like main sort of white and green dress. I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. I think I was obsessed with the hair. Yeah,
0: her hair <laughs> is
1: stays in place. Oh, so nice. <laughs> she stays in place. It's every time she comes back from a swan into a human. And it does this, like... It, like, slightly lifts up and then, like, replaces mm-hmm. itself where it's it's got that 90s thing where it's just sort of covering one of her eyes, her big, like, floofy mm-hmm. fringe. And this like, just so much of it, cascades of, like, yellow hair that just,
0: like, sits perfectly across her body. It, yeah. <laughs> it's just magical. I it really, is. like... It's just so funny that when, basically, when she appears at the ball but it's not her actually mm. and she's just wearing like the black dress and you just know it's the black swan yeah. basically <laughs> yeah.
1: it's really cool so what they do here is obviously in the original ballet you would have usually the same dancer playing Odette mm-hmm. and then Odile or Odile who is the sorcerer's daughter who disguises herself as Odette as the black swan and comes into the ball and dances with the prince mm-hmm. so here Rothbart, who is the villain has this little weird Tag, who's like a sidekick.
0: Oh yeah, she she doesn't really speak. It has no, only like that's one it. really big tooth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's mute and then he but he turns her into Odette for the ball and she turns up in this like sexy black dress and she's got the like golden swan locket on mm-hmm. and she like says very few things but she's like, it's fine and she's just trying to keep Derek's attention away from the swan that's like battering at the windows. It's very dramatic.
0: It is. Climax. That I was like... It's oh, so it's, exciting. It's the
1: wrong woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like going on and on. And she's like bashing at the windows. Um,
0: and then, of course, he makes the vow of everlasting love to the, the wrong person. Um, Which I think, again, like, she's just so different. Like, just the way she... Even, even though it's her voice and the way yeah. she looks, her body, but she just looks... You can or she tell. just acts very differently. It's
1: like she's... She is the black swan. She's no longer, like, innocent. She, mm-hmm. she, like, winks at the doorman and she's just got this confidence about her that she's never really had before. Mm-hmm. Derek is such a fucking idiot. Yeah. He just <laughs> consistently fucks up throughout this entire movie and <laughs> I don't know how he comes out on top at the end of the day. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's even his mate that, like saves the day, because if his mate hadn't fired the arrow... Yeah, he wouldn't Derek have had
0: anything. Fucking had his head and the animals have to help him as well to get, like, the bow out of the... Yeah, yeah. he's so useless. <laughs> he did nothing
1: of his own accord. It's funny, I
0: think when I was a child, I probably thought he actually saved, saved her, yeah. but actually he couldn't have done it without, no, without that. literally everyone else. <laughs> um, you know, it's really funny that actually, I think in German they called him... Um, the hot which is basically red beard. If you if translate it, it means red oh. beard. And he sort of has like a red yeah, mustache yeah, yeah. kind of thing.
1: Oh, that's so cool. So well, is he still Derek? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think the names, that, like, the sort of like personal names, they stay the same. Yeah. And sometimes, I wouldn't know about the animals. I assume the frog must be the same. Jean yeah. Bob, I, I, wouldn't, I don't think they would have changed that. Because he's supposed to be like French and stuff. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I have actually have to see if, if I find that in German just to see it, to watch yeah. that again.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. So, let's talk about the animal sidekicks. So,
1: you've got Jean Bob, which is John Cleese doing a French <laughs> accent. And he, they kind of put in a different fairy tale whether he wants, he's, he thinks that if he gets kissed by a princess, yes, he becomes a prince. Become a prince. <laughs> and it's very clever. So, at the end, she kisses him. All of oh, that. <laughs> he goes over to the fountain, and for a moment you think it's worked because the reflection is like mm-hmm. the same cape that he's wearing and the same crown, and he like does up his cape, and then he switches away, and then you realise that it's just some so guy, guy who <laughs> check <laughs> his <laughs> reflection.
0: <Yeah. laughs> it's really funny really because about. I think that's one thing I remember. Because there there are sequels as well to So death. many sequels. Really, I think I've seen. Two a, other.
1: There was like another two D animation, which was
0: like Rothbart's brother. Oh yeah, some other uh, yeah. Oh, that I've seen that. <laughs> one. Last time. And then something with I think with a female villain, I think. Yeah.
1: And then there was like they got into like a CG, so there was like a Christmas one. Then there was oh. like another one. I've never seen a Christmas one. one. Um, there's there's about like five or six sequels. It's
0: crazy. Okay, should probably look into that. <laughs> That'd be fun. I mean. Depends. mean, it might not be as good as the first I don't two think things. think they'll be <laughs> as, <good> <laughs> as <laughs> one's. But maybe they'll be hidden gems. Or maybe, maybe. they're just trying to mark it. From yeah, and no, I just remember that the <laughs> the Sean Bob, I think, in one of the films, he actually gets turned into, like, a human. That's like, for like, a split second or something. Mm. And he's super excited about it. It's just so funny. <laughs> um, and then there's Speed, the turtle. Yeah.
1: Who I'm going to check who his voice actor is. Cause I feel like it's someone of note.
0: Okay, it's a voice you can imagine.
1: Yeah, so it's Stephen Wright, who was an actor and producer known for Natural Born Killers, Reservoir Dogs, and So I Married an Axe Murderer. So he's K Billy DJ in Reservoir Dogs, if anyone knows that at all. Um, he's got that very sort of like um, mm,
0: very, very slow
1: monitoring. Um, and then Puffin is like an admiral
0: I guess Mm -hmm. like some sort of like captain military
1: bird yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. and he's seen
1: at the end um, with his trooper like swan (laughs) that he's now in charge of so he's cool. he always comes up with all the plans and he comes up with all of the sort of ideas yeah sort of the witty one Um, so that's really cool Um, Jack Palance plays Rothbart who seems to be I don't know anything else that he's been in, but he seems to be a classic sort of villain uh of cinema.
0: So that's well cast. Yeah, because he had has this sort of villain voice that you would be scared of as a child, I guess. Definitely. But he's also funny and fun. Yeah, I think as a child I didn't really um think of him as funny, I was just too scared. But now I could see like it's not just menacing, it's also sort of Yes, intelligent and witty and, yes, a little yeah. bit funny. Just hungry for power. Oh, my gosh.
1: Fun fact. Queen Uberta is played by Sandy Duncan, who you may know from being Vixie in The Fox and the Hound. That's cool. So within about seven years, she went from being
0: the love interest... To the old mum. In seven years. Women. That's yeah, that's, that's how old we can get before we're too old to do anything <laughs> else apart <laughs> being the old mum. Yeah, and I mean, she does it beautifully. Yeah, she's, like, she's hilarious. Interesting. interesting. From 1981 to 1994,
1: took her from being
0: protagonist <laughs> woman. That's crazy. To mum and she's I think she's also really hilarious in the second part of what I remember because mm. when she gets kidnapped and she's just so annoying like <laughs> yeah. I remember the guy gets just so angry it was like why did I take her and she wouldn't <laughs> yeah. shut up and I remember that she she's really not I think she's more idol. featured in that, in that film yeah she's a much bigger role but you're right, you mentioned earlier, she does this lip
1: thing.
0: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm sure if you've watched the yeah, movie, you know exactly what you're talking know, about. It's just that thing. I think they even mentioned it. Oh, I'm not doing the lip thing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's brilliant. It genuinely is so funny. I know I keep saying that, but like I can't stress enough how funny it is. Um, who have we not mentioned?
0: There's lots of smaller characters that I think... And maybe more featured in other films as well, because it's yeah. there's a lot of emphasis obviously on the whole um, Swan story, which I've always been, like I've always liked it because I yeah, I really like Tchaikovsky's music and I really would like to go to Russia and see the, like, the proper yeah. ballet, because it's one of my favourite sort of classical compositions. And I, I don't
1: think I've ever seen the ballet properly. I've seen
0: the Matthew Bourne version, which is obviously... Ah, the, event. yeah, that sounds, um, a, that sounds really good. I've seen, some, I think, some clips of that. Mm. And I've seen, the, well, the Black Swan film, which sounds yes. a bit more like a thriller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> A little bit darker than this. <laughs> but I do, I do quite like that. I, something, I find it quite interesting, this Black Swan thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really funny. I did notice the, the, the massive foreshadowing that when she's a baby...
1: Prince Derek who's about like 7 to 10 which is really weird yeah and also he doesn't age when she gets yeah. older he's like still looks the same they look they look like they're meant to be growing up together mm-hmm. but she's in a crib and he's 7 and then he's still 7 and <laughs> she's seven, seven, yeah. 7 and you're like all oh, right that's okay. weird that's weird um, and he gives her a, a golden pendant with a swan on it oh i did not catch so, that So, like <laughs> But you, Derek, you probably gave Ross the idea. Oh, <laughs> it like that? You can't do anything right, Derek. Could you just stop while you're <laughs> ahead? Um, and yeah, and they, their parents come up with this convoluted plan, where they're like, and the mom gets no mention. There's a prologue. It opens with a prologue, and oh, I like, wanted to have
0: yeah, he wanted to have a child. Yeah, he's very they're old. Like,
1: he's very sad, and he's very old and he wants a baby, but it's not happening. And then all of a sudden, it's Someone like... comes with a baby. The baby is born, and it's the heir to the throne, and everyone throws their hats off in delight, and there's a massive christening, and it's all lovely. And then I'm like, where did the mum go? Someone had to give birth to that baby. Yes. Like, did you just knock up one of the servants, and you want to keep it Maybe it was just a <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> there is no mention of any mother whatsoever. Yeah, I assume it must have been like she must have died of
1: childbirth, sort of that. Yeah, thing. yeah, classic. I mean, I totally assumed. But he was so overwhelmingly happy with this, like, pink blanket being handed mm-hmm. to him. Like, we have a child. Not once is there any sort of, like, how's my wife? Yes. How's the Queen? Is the Queen okay? And, like, even in the prologue, it's like, more than anything, King William wanted a baby a child. And you're like, where... Like, I... I Honestly, I what think, about the mother? <laughs> I, think, I think it was one of the servants. I think he just started to try and have... I think he just made his way around the castle and whoever gave birth first,
0: that became <laughs> the edge that of would the be the area, yeah. That's my theory for the swan princess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something you would have probably not asked as a child because it just... Oh, yeah, I didn't just give like, a shit as, as a a child, I see <laughs>
1: And they come up with this idea to marry them off. They're like, if we force them to spend every summer together, then they'll fall in love and get married. And our kingdoms will unite. Now, credit to their plan, it does work. It does pay off. But of course, there is that minor hiccup where... He's like, she's really hot. And she's like, <laughs> what about my personality? And he's like, well, I don't understand the question. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing in all of <laughs> <laughs> so, it. Like, what else is there? And everyone around the room is like, for fuck's sake, Derek. That's one of these the worst. <laughs> um, so then, of course, she leaves the kingdom. And they say their goodbyes. And even then, her dad is like... What did you want him to say? Oh yeah, that was
0: really like and she's
1: men like, bro. Don't the, like there's more to me than my fucking face. And he's like, "Oh, because okay. especially as a child,
0: she seemed really like fun because she did also like yeah. all the outdoor activities and she was kind of witty when she like threw a tomato at him as well because he did that as a sort of revenge. And yeah, she was like she was not just like a sweet princess like I don't know doing the princess things like Knitting or yeah, like yeah, embroidery, like get into their treehouse and play with yeah, them. Yeah, she was like trying to engage and just seems like was fun. flirting
1: at the age of like sixteen. She was like flirting with the castle guards. That's one of the lines. She mm-hmm. has a really interesting growing up phase where she's like a beautiful like little princess, mm-hmm. and then she's like spotty and scabby with like horrible <laughs> plaques. Like a summer, and then when she comes back the next summer, she's back to being like a beautiful princess, and then she just gets taller basically.
0: There's like from the between the last two summers, there's basically no difference, like, she just looks a tiny bit taller, yeah, she looks the same, exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But then, so she gets kidnapped by Rothbard, and I don't know what the time frame is, but while she's being a swan. Everyone's like, okay, we do have confirmation that King William is dead. Mm-hmm. King William, who is the least helpful, remind me, if I'm, if I'm ever dying from being, like, killed by a gigantic <laughs> creature, to, remind me to tell whoever's asking what the fuck happened.
0: And not just say, some riddle. Yo,
1: it was Rothbart the sorcerer. He can turn into a creature. Blah. All right R I P me. But he's like, it's not what it seems. death." Is gone. And you're like, that's not helpful. I mean, we know that she's gone because she's (laughs) She's not not
0: there. So so then, of course, Derek spends, like, what I can only assume is a good few years. It has to be a few years because basically everyone wants him to forget about her. Yeah. So a few years have to pass because no one knows where she is. And and everyone literally presumes that she's dead. Like, it's a running plot line that everyone
1: in his Mm. life is like, she's dead. This is stupid and a waste of time. Um, Please marry someone else, please move on And he's like, no, 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 I I feel it She's not dead And he's right, she's not dead Mm -hmm. But then it's funny when she turns up to the ball at the end Everyone is like It's really great It really adds to the tension Because everyone looks at her like she is a ghost Mm -hmm. Like, we what,
0: five years? May have passed, maybe? Must be a couple of years Because if he, you know, when they meet they're like, maybe something between 16 and like 18 before she she gets kidnapped and now they would be like their early 20s which is sort of like maybe when they would have married yeah yeah so
1: enough time that everyone's like because she's Uberta is like who is she and Rogers is like I don't know but she looks like she looks exactly the same as she did like and everyone's like but it can't be her can it and it's really because you're like everyone has just convinced themselves that this woman is dead and that Prince Derek is just a bit cuckoo and not mm-hmm. moving on does want to move on um, so it's really really interesting and then everyone's completely chill with it and they're like oh she was a swan this whole time brilliant let's just get <laughs> call it a day um, yeah oh I just yeah. remembered the matter about taxes just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: perhaps um, it will result in lower taxes yeah when they get married and the kingdom sort of Combine, Yeah, combine, unite. It's funny. Um Yeah, there's lots of funny stuff in there where you just (laughs) think about how can that just work and also like what does she what happened in those five years with her? It's literally just the same thing every day. Like he like He comes up and he's like Marry me, me. you do... Really like that plot point. So she's like,
1: if you want my kingdom, just take it. You have enough power. And he's like, no, tried that. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, the trouble is when you steal something, you spend the rest of your life fighting to keep it. And I'm like, that's such a good point. Like, mm-hmm. well thought out, Rothbard. So he's like, if I marry you, the rightful heir to the kingdom, yeah, I surely no a-
0: one will have a problem with that. Yeah, no is going to attack him. <laughs> But, yeah, whereas if he's actually, like, taking it by force, someone will at some point try to do something against that. Yeah, it's really clever. It makes complete sense, and I'm totally on board with it. It's a great plan. I'm mm-hmm. here for it, and it would work if she wasn't so stubborn. And yeah, she was <laughs> very stubborn, like, doing that for the whole time. I mean, it was not... In a way, it's not the worst thing, because she's not, like, being tortured or anything. It's just, yeah. And she yeah.
1: has companions. Yeah, 100%. And she, like... So she's a swan by day and a human by night. Mm-hmm. And she can only turn back to being a human when she's on the lake. And so she the cannot, basically cannot walk away. That's yeah, the so it's, it's lame. It's, it's annoying. But, um, yeah. Is she okay? Like <laughs> Mentally, yeah. She's going to have gotten married to Derek. Is she not going to wake in the night? What did she eat when she was a swan? <laughs> like I have no idea what like swan is. Does she now have a taste for like weeds from the bottom of a lake? <laughs> she would have been like swimming in her own shit yeah. for like two years. <laughs> Not to unromanticize this whole swan princess thing.
0: But that's kind of exactly what I'm doing. That's it, just... it just needs therapy now, actually. Yeah, it'd be <laughs>
1: fucked up. You'd be like, every single day for the past let's say two years my body physically transformed into that of a swan. Mm-hmm. Was it painful?
0: <laughs> like it doesn't look painful. I mean, it looks just very beautiful yeah, and elegant, <laughs> almost like glamorous thing. <laughs> but like
1: it could have been like. I want that story. I want someone to do a Swan Princess story where it's like American werewolf in London where all these fairy tales where all these people get transformed into all these different animals mm-hmm. show me that that's horrific and painful that your anatomy is changing
0: inside it and it has out. to be I mean especially um, if you get like this really long neck: well. uh, yeah it
1: must be so weird your point of view is completely different and now you can
0: fly, which you can just she can just do she, can, she
1: doesn't have to like teach herself how no. to I just... She can just fly. I mean, that would have maybe been like in the film but they cut it out, like the sort of Or someone was like, it's a fucking kids movie. It's 1994. We're not worried about that. And <laughs> i in the corner of the writer's room, like,
0: oh Okay. I would have loved to have a scene with her like being figuring out what it's like to yeah. be a swan. Sort of the first transformation. so when she doesn't know exactly. Yeah, she's sort of like. What's it must going have been in?
1: terrifying. She's been kidnapped
0: from this carriage wreck, immediately turned into a swan.
1: So then the next time we see her, we see her turn back into a human, and she just, was, like, but she's always, she always, like, ah, like sighs into being a human, and then, like, picks up her skirts and steps gracefully out of the water mm-hmm. to be like, how dare you
0: do this to me? I'd be like, fuck, oh, I was just a swan, oh my god, ah, Oh, God! And it's obviously this thing of like clothes and hair and everything magically drying. And yes. Stuff. <laughs> I did note for it. Before. I was like, why
1: isn't your dress wet? You're like in the later. <laughs> I um, But that's just me being pernickety. That's the magic.
0: <laughs> I think we've covered it. Do you have anything else to say? I think that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I freaking love this movie. I was so excited when Anya. I asked Anya to come on this podcast and she said, I do remember a film from my childhood that I haven't watched in absolutely years you may not know it and then she sent me the picture of the poster for the Swan Princess, and I was like, "You are speaking my language."
0: <laughs> that is a
1: magic. It was so
0: nice to see it again. Yeah, yeah I'm Thank glad. You.
1: And and even though obviously it suffers from being a, a princess movie mm-hmm. of the '90s, it's still got those little shreds of like feminism. Some and... some good
0: parts in it. It's not completely like, oh god, what's done. Yeah, it's not like.
1: But then I never think that any of them are. I think Snow White has her good mm-hmm. traits and. Whatever, but it's a good core in it. And we've also established that Derek actually is rubbish, so... <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: If you want to rely on him to save you, I, I
0: wouldn't.
1: <laughs> Put more reliance in the John Cleese French frog, so... <laughs> thank you so much for coming on good the podcast welcome, thank I you, you a good time and I, I'm really glad that you enjoyed the movie I was dreading that you were going to turn up and be like um, it, it was horrible did and I'd have to be like it's a shame we were such good friends and really sorry we can't hang oh, that film <laughs> that film um, so where do, where do you do you have anything to plug do you have people who do
0: where
1: can people find you on social media
0: yeah, I just have an Instagram with my, what's his name? It's Anya Cyber Matter where I usually post about mental health, feminism, like, and sort of creative stuff I'm interested in, or maybe hopefully something soon that I'll be doing. And mm-hmm. I have a Twitter as well, which I think is just a Cyber Matter, so you can find <laughs> me linked. I do want to invite you back on.
1: I want to have a big old gender debate about yes, we like, should. Definitely. all the movies. Because so far, all the women that have come on my podcast, their movies have had a princess in the title. Oh yeah. And
0: mm-hmm. the men have been like soldiers, soldiers. Sold- yeah, i just not giant. interesting. Like, Another thing I just find interesting as well is just sort of like maybe have um yeah a European film thing that would be really interesting yeah! to do definitely
1: up for that yeah amazing that sounds like such a good idea um, so I'm Emily Slade you can find me on Instagram at Emily Slade 001 you can find me on Twitter at Emily Slade 1 why this film is on Twitter at why this film we are on Instagram at why this film we are on Facebook at why this film podcast and you can email into us at why this at gmail.com if you have any comments on the princess the princess and the swan <laughs> the swan princess <laughs> The Princess one. <laughs> um, do you like the music do you not think it holds up do you, do you agree that it's funny what's your favourite line let us know tweet us Instagram us um, if you're interested in coming on this podcast give me an email and we can have a chat about that but otherwise thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Why This Film bye bye we watched, we watched the, the film, film and we talked about it, it But now it's time to say goodbye We'll be back, back again with another movie That makes you wanna ask me. Why? Why? Wäre der Zauber nur gelöst Wer ich bei ihm und nicht hier Und ich weiß, er will auch ganz bestimmt zu mir Derek, ich will dich
0: nie mehr Unendlicher als ewig,
1: bist du ein Teil von mir, uns trennt so viel, doch sagt mein Herz, bist du für immer hier. Unendlicher als ewig, so endlos wie die Zeit. Sein Stern.
0: Nichts kann uns trennen und bist du noch so fern.
1: Unendlicher als ich. Unendlicher als ich. Ich gebe dir mein Wort. Ich gebe dir mein Wort. Und wenn ich endlich bange. As a small business owner, you're always running. Running to a meeting, running errands, running out of time. Now, one thing you don't have to worry about is running payroll. Meet Roll by ADP, a first-of-its-kind chat-based payroll app that's powered by AI. Roll is the faster, easier, smarter payroll app. So don't overthink it and say hello to a whole new way to payroll. Download the Roll by ADP app today or go to getroll.com slash chat. That's G-E-T-R-O-L-L dot slash C-H-A-T. why this film podcast has a patreon patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. for three pound a month you can join camelot and enjoy early access to episodes including seasons one to three you'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tears, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash Why this Film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We'll be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably chick cream, and marshmallows, and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate, and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why this film podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies, and I hope you do too.